Shining a light on the women creating impact, leading organizations, and mission-focused strategic programs across the federal technology and consulting community, this is Impact. Well, I'm being joined today by Emily Ryan, the Director of Design at Civic Actions. Emily, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me on. Yes, so let's start right off with, is there an experience or an event that you believe helped steer you down your current path? So I don't think there's any single experience or event that contributed to where I am today, but I also kind of don't think things that just randomly happen, right? So there was a series of decisions along the way that I leaned into when I saw trends emerging. Um, so for instance, when I started my career out of college, um, I was a web designer when there were very few web designers out there. Um, and about two years into that, I realized that I really wanted to be building and coding instead of designing. So at that time, there weren't a whole lot of resources, but I leaned into teaching myself how to code and I became a web developer. So I did that for a number of years. Um, and then I sort of realized there was this emerging area called user research and human centered design. So I leaned into learning more of the research side of things and how to really connect uh, with a potential user base. And so I, I learned those skill sets did that for a number of years. And, you know, what I found is that that series of pivots and decisions in my career um, really has allowed me to work across product design and engineering because I've been in those roles before, right? So it really opened up a lot of opportunities for me in my professional journey, especially when I started managing cross-functional teams um, and people with different backgrounds. That's funny. Do you feel like sometimes people come at you and they say, boy, you know a lot of different things. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I do, but I also think that like this, this field is, is changing so quickly. And so even what I learned as an engineer, a lot of that, that learning is, is not really used anymore, at least not like directly. Right. It's, it's more the foundational learning that I got from it. Um, And so I think that being that sort of T-shaped professional really has helped. um, Like I said, me more in a managing uh, role because I'm able to work with people on my team and work across teams. And I understand what they've been through because I've been in their positions before. Uh, I totally get it. But I went to school when I went to college, I went to journalism for news radio. And when we recorded, we recorded on reels and eight track tapes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's totally changed. And now when with podcasting and everything, so, so it, the people that excel are the people that are able to say, okay, that's how it is now. And, Tumble and roll with the flow. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Do you do, do you have a leader or a mentor along the way that helped guide you at any point? So, you know, I've had several amazing managers and mentors, um, but I think what has been more impactful for me is the advice that they've imparted on me. So there's three big things that I always come back to that I learned, you know, sort of one thing from each of the three. Um, one was to show value. So when you're showing value, you know, you're tying that back to the organization and what it needs. Um, and I feel like we can all create value, but how we're using our own personal value creation superpowers to help the organization is what's really important. So that was thing number one. Thing number two was really learning to listen without agenda. Um, and what I like about this is, you know, when we when we open up our minds and we listen instead of always talking, then we're really absorbing the world around us. So not only does this help in our business as we're creating products, as we're creating services um, for the customer, but it also just it's a good life skill to have. Right. Like learning how to actually listen openly um, and honestly. And then the last thing, and I think this one's really key for me, 
especially being a woman in technology, is worry about the things that I can control. Um, and this is really big for me because I've always been, you know, sort of a type A hard driving person. Um, I've always been very competitive. So, you know, learning that I can't control everything all the time and nor should I, um, this is really important to keep in mind. So it's really about learning when to lean in and try and control something that, you know, is within my realm. Um, and then also learning to let it go when it's not. And I think that is something that, you know, is really important to learn. And I've, I've kind of grasped this as I've aged in my career, you know, both in, in my professional journey as well as my life. Yeah. Some stuff is things that you learn over the years. So yes. what's something that you think that leaders should keep in mind as they're guiding teams and driving organizations forward? I'm a firm believer that you are only as good as the people that you have. And when I say people, I mean both those that report to you if you have direct reports, um, as well as your executive leadership team. So when we're talking about, you know, folks on our team, folks that we're managing, you know, we want to make sure that they're engaged. We want to make sure that they're showing up in healthy ways, both for the organization as well as for themselves. Because if you don't have people that are engaged in the organization and in the work, then, you know, the, the health of the business is going to suffer. At the same time, you have to have a really strong leadership team that understands that, but also is willing to paint this vision of the future and guide the teams towards that. So it's a different it's a different set of skills within both groups of people, but I think both of those are required in order for the organization to be successful. And when both sort of groups understand what the other one is doing um, and can get on board with that sort of vision and that need to stay healthy and really lean in and be engaged with the work, um, then I think the business will be successful. Awesome. So now if someone was looking at your, as you, at your career as a guiding force, what are some tips that you would give them to guide you that got you to where you are today. Some of the steps that I know when to get to where I am today, there were a lot of times that I stumbled that if I could tell someone else, okay, avoid this, do this, do that. What are some tips that you would give? I love this question. So I have mentored people in this field for a number of years and I sort of have some guiding principles. So one is to be flexible in where you work. You know, right now we're seeing big tech layoffs and I think what's happening is we're finally having this sort of reckoning with how important is it to work for a big tech company versus working for a company where you're actually going to grow. So what I tell them is be flexible where you choose to go to work, especially early in your career. You know, so I've worked in startups. I've worked in Fortune 5. I worked in big GovCon. I worked in tiny GovCon. I've worked in nonprofit. I've worked in higher education. And what's been great about that is that I've learned a lot about business in general just by working in different types of businesses, right? So each one of those has different things that it cares about. So being able to work in in some of those different companies and those different organizations has really allowed me to build up a set of business skills that I wouldn't get from one particular area, especially if I'd stayed solely in tech. The second thing is, you know, never stop learning new skills. I talked about this at the beginning, but it's really about not only seeing what's coming out that that might be on the horizon, but it's also about things that really interest you, right? So you don't have to necessarily be going out there and trying to learn every new technical thing that comes out. You might be interested in history or in anthropology. I mean, right now I'm actually working on a second master's degree in government, um, mainly because I just find it to be very interesting. We're at an interesting time. Um, and as somebody who works in government consulting, I think that's just going to add to you know, my professional journey, right? I'm, I'm not necessarily looking at that to elevate my position in my current job or to get 
you know, a new position down the road, but it really helps me sort of understand how bureaucracy and how state and federal and local governments all work. And that's just, that's just a great place to be. Um, and then the last thing that I tell them is always, always, always balance where you're at mentally, emotionally, professionally. Um, you know, for a long time earlier in my career, I was super happy to work 16, 70 hours a week. I was loving it being on the road every week and going to different places and really sort of living that heavy consulting lifestyle. Um, and as long as you get joy from that, that's great. But our lives change and our priorities change. And so we need to learn to be to be aware of that and to lean into that and be okay with that. So right now, you know, I don't want to do that anymore. So I'm much more selective about where I'm spending my time outside of my work week. I don't want to be on the road, you know, five days a week. So I think it's really important for us to always take a step back and say, am I hustling for the right reasons if I choose to do that? And if not, it is completely okay. And I think this is, this is key for us as women, especially, um, is to really make sure that we are balancing what we need and what we want with the rest of our lives and what's going to, you know, really put us in a place that we're going to feel uh, healthy and happy and be able to grow in the ways that we want to. You have seen so much since you've started in changing in the in- industry. Looking to the future over the next, say, five years, where do you see things going? And what do you think the greatest focus is going to be? Well, I'm pr- probably going to give an answer that other people have given, which is I think artificial intelligence or AI machine learning is going to have a really interesting and a profound impact on the work we do. So um, when I say that from a human-centered design perspective, you know, HCD is a blend of creative and scientific discovery. And so it's kind of ripe for having something like AI come into, into our world. Um, I see it helping in very specific ways, though. So for instance, there's a company that I that I tried out their product, um, and they were using AI to simulate user research. And I experimented with their tools a little bit. I did a great write-up on them and Medium. Um, what I found with it was that it didn't exactly provide the deep research insights that the company talked about providing, um, but I did see some value in being able to use its tools to do things like, um, you know, analysis of research, to do some of the more mundane tasks, to really be able to do a lot of the transcription of user research interviews that might take me hours to do if I were to to sit and listen to, you know, these interviews and try and transcribe them. So I think that there is a place for AI to help us in the work that we do, but I don't think it's going to replace all the things that we do. I think instead it's going to take some of those smaller tasks off our plate and allow us to really focus on the big important task, which is why we got into this field to begin with. Oh, that's great. Is there anything else you would like to add? I mean, I'm, I'm really excited by what's happening in the field. I think we've got a lot of cool things coming up uh, in the future, especially in government and technology. And I'm really excited to see these all kind of coming together now. So I think it's really a great time to, to be in this space and be doing the work that we're doing. Well, great. Well, Emily Ryan, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Please be sure to check out our other podcasts, Keeping IT Brief and Afternoon Tea, available on your podcast providers. Mm.